0: So you have a uh, you, have, you have a Mac with a touchpad,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, my my MacBook <laughs> Pro does have the the touchpad technology. Yes,
0: you're not one of those weird people that goes into a coffee shop and then unpacks a USB mouse. No, 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 no. Do you understand people who do that? How yeah. long are you using the computer for? Where y- like that's something that you consciously have to take with you.
1: Well, there, there's RSI considerations and things. That's I, thought not mouse, the... I thought mice were way worse for that. It probably depends on your exact situation. I don't. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't think okay. that's the craziest thing ever.
0: We are not medical professionals. <laughs> no. So on touchpads or uh, magic mice or magic
1: trackpads. I think you're thinking of the yeah, the Magic Touchpad Pro. Two. 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 Uh huh.
0: So I think oh like since uh, OS 10.8 or something, uh, Apple has included this new thing where the default scrolling direction is a certain way. Do you leave it that way? Or do you turn off "quote unquote" natural scrolling? Oh, I absolutely turn off natural scrolling. Are you kidding me? Okay, so we're two for three. Okay, you're still yeah. completely wrong. <laughs> you're still completely wrong about um,
1: what was last week's? Yeah, you don't you don't even know what I'm wrong about. No,
0: no, because y- 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 I wasn't wrong. <laughs> you're one of those weirdos that thinks uh, Monday is the start of the week.
1: Oh, the right <laughs> the the actual start of the week. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. All right. So. We're off to a good start this week. Who is, is there anyone who you've ever met that's left on the natural scrolling? Yes.
0: Multiple people. And and I don't get it. And it's not that I'm just setting my way. Like, I understand why they do it because that's how it works on iOS. And that's kind of like on a touch screen, that's your fingers moving the content that way. But on a mouse, even if you're not somebody who has like 20 years of using a computer under their belt and you're just super set in your ways it still doesn't make sense the other way either. Like, it's
1: not a touchscreen. Well, it's not really how you work an iOS device because you're not touching the screen on a Mac. Exactly. Like, if
0: Apple ever gets desperate, because, you know, now that they're uh, circling the drain um, after this quarter. Right. Uh, if they ever decide to pull a Windows 10 and start making convertible like uh, laptops with touchscreens on them, that's the one time it would make sense, sort of, maybe.
1: I think that that's coming out at the March event, right?
0: Ugh.
1: Ugh. Didn't, didn't did did not confirm that? All right, okay, so two for three.
0: Where do you want to start this week, oh, sir? That's I, I could. That's you know, I can take that.
1: Where do I want to start? Um, hmm, I don't know. Let's 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 consult uh, consult the Slack. All the, all things knowing Slack here. Well, actually, um, can, can I <laughs> no, can, totally... Please, yeah. No, because
0: I have, I have another small kind of not like vague topic to talk about. Okay. So what are what are your thoughts on kind of the whole, just this whole Super Bowl, Super Bowl City, the fact that it's vaguely in the Bay Area, the fact that there was this one weird night of two hours of absolutely nothing happening on ESPN called uh, Super Bowl 50 opening day. That took place in what was formerly known as the HP Pavilion. Like, like, what is? What's your take on this? Are you excited about this, or do you think it's just a waste of money and time of everybody in the Bay Area? Um, other than the actual game, which doesn't even take place here.
1: This is a boring answer. I, I don't, f- I don't think I have strong feelings one way or the other. Um, I, I don't think it's a complete waste of money. Although I, I do think it's somewhat ridiculous that. There's so much happening in San Francisco when the game is 50 miles away. And I, I love that on all the promotional material, they actually have to put San Francisco Bay Area. That must, that must just kill somebody. Because I think they really want San Francisco to be highlighted as the you know center of the event, but you can't in good conscience just put San Francisco because the game's in Santa Clara. I mean, it really is the equivalent, like for where you and I grew up in Southern Orange County. It would really be like if the Super Bowl somehow was held at like Angel Stadium. I don't know why. That well, no, would happen, it'd be but... like let's
0: let's pretend LA still had a football team and the. The actual game took place, yeah, like at, at
1: uh, Angels Park or whatever it's called. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, and, and it, uh, it would be like calling that Los Angeles, which it's, it's absolutely not.
0: But all, all the stuff around the game was happening at like the Staples Center or something, but it was still called the L.A. Super Bowl.
1: Right. Um, you know, I've it's it's been it's certainly been an inconvenience. I mean, I I get on Bart to go to my job right, literally right at the main entrance of Super Bowl City. Um, and you know, like my, the bus I take downtown has been rerouted to drops me off in a slightly different location and traffic, especially like in the evening, getting home has been really heavy in the city. Um, AT&T literally just doesn't work anywhere downtown. Like it just, just literally will not load a web page. It it's, it's engineered that way. <laughs> um, and, and normally I have Really nice luck with AT and T in San Francisco. I, I have for the entire five plus years I've lived here, but the last, especially the last like couple of days, it, it just just doesn't work at all. Until I get, you know, pretty close to like the north end of the city. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I I don't I don't really have strong feelings either way. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I don't think it's the greatest thing in the world either. Um, I think it could have been handled better. I, th- I think the communication around like the logistics in the city and which streets were going to be closed and at which time um, has been been really poorly done. I mean, even like so you know the game is on Sunday, and then it's it's obviously going to take them some time to then dismantle everything and then get all the roads back open. They don't know how long that's going to take. They've given this five day window, and that's it. I mean, it's like it's like your Comcast service appointment window except for its
0: entire municipality
1: (laughs) and for an entire work week yeah so i i don't know i i i'm not i'm not one of those people who's super upset about it but like i also haven't partaken in any of this stuff like i I think i will go with some friends down in the area like saturday afternoon i don't know if we'll actually like go inside of the super bowl city thing but we'll walk around it and just whatever but you don't want to
0: visit some partner activation areas
1: well, that's that's the funny thing is I had a coworker who went to it last weekend and was talking to him about it on Monday morning. And that's what he said is it's just it's just one branded station after another, mm-hmm. along mm-hmm. with $8 Bud Light. Yeah, there's a uh, station 18, 16 is uh, the Bud Light bar
0: right near the Macy's Star Zone, uh, close to the uh, Hyundai Blue Drive Lounge and the Intel Experience.
1: I saw. I saw. You know, we we won't we won't name names here. I saw your your company was was repping in there too. Like you could actually see it from the uh, entrance area.
0: Uh, yeah, yes, they've spent a lot of money on it, and it completely <laughs> makes getting to work a huge pain in the butt. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I would imagine even out your way. I mean, that's you know, obviously, it's not get too personal, but
0: I, well, I, no, our our offices are right down there, and that that was an experience on Monday
1: because everything, everything shut down. You came into the city. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So did you did you check any of it out? God, no.
0: <laughs> I, anyway, I just think it's a complete mess. It's a complete waste of time. Also, we won't get into this too deeply, but just like the whole like police security presence.
1: Super weird. Yeah. So and, and I, I've i seen this firsthand. I mean, so again, I, I get on BART right at the the main entrance on Market Street. And um, yeah, you know, armed like riot guard police, like military grade looking dudes out there. Um, and then I guess, like, I haven't seen this in person, but I, I saw a picture of it online. I guess, like, Homeland Security has a, a box with a six-foot antenna poking out of it, and that antenna, I guess it's not really an antenna, it looks like an antenna, but it, it's it's constantly sniffing the air for any radiological or biological material, so that's, that's great. Um, like, I, I don't know, uh, very
0: quickly or, like, briefly, but, like, this just... For stuff like this, I, I I appreciate any, like, government or law enforcement, like, uh, hopes to keep people safe. But, like, uh, isn't that just kind of the risk of being a human? Like, I'd, I would much rather take a risk rather than have to, like, whatever this fun event is, you see people with, like, machine guns every, like, 20 feet.
1: Just seems weird. Yeah, I mean, I guess the the flip side of it is that it... it does sound like the super bowl has always been one of those things where there's never been a a specific threat but th- you know like the government will always cite it as sort of a high probability target or whatever the terminology they use so but that
0: that's the risk of being human I, like i don't know it just seems like that
1: destroys all the f- like that's just it's very it's very off-putting certainly uh walking around downtown and thinking like you're in the middle of a you know a bit in the middle of like martial law, yeah, it, it's strange. Yeah, so I, I, you know, I, I guess, I guess I'm, I'll be glad when it's over, kind of thing. Sure. You who who, who you got who do you got in the game on Sunday? Sorry, it's our last recording before. Oh uh, yeah, we should get before, we should our big sh- one. Uh, our picks of the weekend. <laughs> I mean, maybe this could be our pick of the week. You could pick out. You could also maybe pick out your favorite like prop bet. I think uh the Florida Panthers. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. Did you see that? I did see that, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? I do. Was it was that ESPN that did that? No, it was some Canadian news channel. Oh, I thought the the graphic looked like ESPN, and I didn't really look at it carefully. But I mean, things things like that happen. You can see in the in the corner; it's like it's the CBC. They're not, they're so
0: used to reporting on hockey.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but to be honest, I did not know the Carolina Panthers were a team. Just like tonight, uh, I did not know who the Washington Wizards were. Uh huh. So it's totally get it but i I did like the good-hearted um uh response that they had on twitter yeah i mean when you
1: make a mistake like that you just gotta own it
0: no 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 the panthers
1: oh let me uh send you a link yeah no i, I did see that yes yeah, they'll show up <laughs> pretty good that, that does look a lot like espn yeah
0: all right What what technology stuff do we have this week sir
1: um. All right. Well. So one of the things I this was actually something that came out before last week's recording, but since last week's show was already like eight hours long, it you know I didn't I didn't think that we could fit it in. Um. But Walt Marsber- Mossberg uh, wrote a pretty interesting article. <laughs> it's not a very hard name to say. I don't know why I had so much trouble. He wrote a pretty interesting article on Twitter, and I guess sort of the punchline is that he's saying that twitter's too complicated and he like he equates it to like in order to be able to use it you have to like know the secret handshake which is like kind of you know uh euphemism for like you know knowing the way that it like works um and i thought that was really interesting because like on one hand there's that argument but then on the other hand people are always clamoring for more features I mean, such as you know, increasing the character limit and making it so that you know images are embedded and the you know different ways that like links can work. Um, so it's it's strange that there's like this group that thinks Twitter's too complicated and there's like another group that thinks Twitter's too simple. And it it just seems like there's increasingly fewer and fewer people who think Twitter is just right.
0: Well, and the fact of the matter is, they're both right.
1: Yeah. Which, yeah, which, exactly, which is what's so interesting.
0: So, I mean, the thing, so we'll, we'll talk about this abstractly, and I don't think I have any, like, major insights here. But I think if you're just some average person, like the average Facebook user, like, it, it, people use Facebook to keep in touch with friends and family, and, like, it's it's people you already know. And and it, the idea, of, I think the reason why Facebook is so sticky and uh, easy to use and people actually enjoy using it, other than, you know, the whole people freak out every time anything changes for, like, a week. Like, Twitter is—it's really hard to kind of get established unless you— because I I don't think Twitter sells itself as— or I think the random person who goes up to Twitter and signs up doesn't really understand that it's probably going to be mainly a consumption-type thing, kind of like how uh, RSS was a decade ago. Like, unless you are somebody who's super famous— or you have a tight-knit like social community that encouraged you to join it, you probably aren't going to have like your voice listened to, and it'll look like you're just throwing words into, into nothing, and nobody's engaging with it. And I think, other than moments, Twitter still doesn't have a good way to find people to follow yet. And once you do start following a bunch of people, unless you know the conventions of Twitter, like what retweets are and what hashtags are and all that kind of stuff— it's it's probably a little bit, I, I imagine a lot of people close the tab really quickly when they sign up. If they're not already put off by the fact that nobody's listening or liking what they have to say, they probably don't get to the point where they curate or um, develop a feed of interesting stuff to keep them coming back. And then in an effort to simplify things, power users or people like me who want to kind of get more out of it. Everything is too simplified, the, the character count is too short, managing lists is a pain in the butt, um, it's, it's hard to filter the noise sometimes, but all of those features that uh, somebody who uses it more, not necessarily that they're sharing a whole bunch, but that they spend a lot of time on it, all those things would probably make it harder for the average user. So I don't really think you can please either group without creating a separate product.
1: And to further the comparison with Facebook, one of the other challenges I think is it's so hard to explain what Twitter is. Like if, when you go to explain Facebook, you can simply frame it as it's a way to connect with your friends and family and stay in touch with them. But then when someone asks me like, well, how do I use Twitter? It, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to summarize in just a sentence or two. Like I mean, I I guess there are things like well, it's it's a way that I find out about breaking news, um. But then it's also like a place where I find cute dog photos. Um, well, that's because you're not on Instagram yet. <laughs> well, you just have
0: to say it's dog rates, and, and 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 Darth, and then you just tell them to don't follow anybody else. <laughs> right. Follow Beyonce and Darth and dog rates. Actually, those are the default three. That should just be pre-installed.
1: Yeah. I mean, how? Yeah. How? How much better would Twitter be if you just. Yeah, when you sign up for an account, the one and only account that you followed was Darth. I mean, that would just that'd be the best. I
0: think it would confuse the crap. Because <laughs> you, because you'd wonder why is he always asking Carly Fiorina to fix his printer? Why does he? Why does he love dogs? Why does he love potatoes?
1: So for so first the, the that running joke with the printer like the, the picture of of him or her sitting in the empty convention hall with the printer I mean it, it, it posted that a couple of times and it's oh, it just killing. And I
0: do me. love that he picked uh, he or she picked the perfect printer as well. It's just so <laughs> yes. ubiquitous. It's that model that everybody's seen. Yes, and he's a, just he, he wants uh, Carly to fix his printer.
1: But but you know, kidding aside, actually, I mean, so Darth is actually a really good example of of why Twitter is is weirdly complicated to explain to people is because. Like how how would I explain Darth to my my friends? Like I, I just I don't I don't know. I wouldn't even know where to start with that.
0: And that's the thing. I'm surprised. you like Darth? Like oh, just because it, it's kind of, like it's bordering like on like weird Twitter slash parody stuff. But like yeah, it's it's an acquired taste, and you really have to stick around for a couple of days to get it.
1: Yeah, well, and and that's that's part of Twitter too. Is the initial setup is so complicated, you know, figuring out exactly who you want to follow, what kind of notifications you want to get. Whereas, you know, Facebook, you you just, you jump right in, you, you make a couple of friends and away you go. Yeah. But, but then it's, I guess it's like, it's, there's a, there's a huge barrier to entry, but then once you have, once you've entered, then you, you kind of feel like you're left wanting more.
0: Kind of, like, uh, here's the thing. I think we, like, I think Twitter uh, Twitter has tried to solve this and with moderate success, because you, you only use TweetBot, correct? Right. So I have, uh, just because uh, I really dislike the iOS app, I haven't gone back to it much, but I still, a couple of times a day, for some reason, just out of force of habit, I go to the actual Twitter website. And they have some features that are actually pretty cool that I think Are aimed at helping new users like they have this neat feature that I like um, called while you were away and just from the people that you follow uh, whatever like not necessarily like there's algorithms behind it but whatever was the most popular either in terms of retweets or likes or had like the most engagement on it is shown to you again so that like the moment you go to that website you have some stuff that's probably gonna interest you immediately so I mean, I think they're trying, but I think like, I mean, we're probably insulated from it that we don't use the built, like the, the, the official native, uh, first party applications. And like, cause like we don't get to see polls or any of that kind of stuff. Twitter moments is, uh, kind of hidden away unless you use the native stuff. So I, I think they're trying. I just, it's, I just think they're in a tricky spot.
1: I, I think, though, with all this being said, I am, I feel like anyway, I'm one of the rare people who is just kind of happy with Twitter. Like, I, there really isn't a ton more that I'd want from it. Um, And then I think outside of the way that they treat third-party developers, there's not a lot that I would change necessarily about the way the service works. So, I mean, we we just kind of spent the last few minutes saying, you know, what people think um, is wrong with Twitter and how nobody really thinks Twitter's just kind of right. But I, I actually kind of do. I mean, it's by far and away my number one used app pretty much every single day. And I I use the heck out of it. And I, in general, don't have a lot to complain about.
0: Yeah, I guess oh, part of that's because you don't see ads. Or I mean, because because you use Tweetbot. And, uh, but again, you've been... Because you come from the generation that like, you used to or still sort of do use RSS. Oh,
1: I, I use RSS religiously, yes.
0: Man, that seems so weird. Um, it's like using a record
1: player. Hmm.
0: That's a good analogy. Or I'm, I'm I, I, Sorry, not patting myself on the back. I think that's really accurate. Just because, like, Jason has mentioned this a couple of times in that, yeah, like, a Twitter has become RSS for me. Like, if something is, is good or, like, and may have slipped past me... Like, I'll either see it on Twitter or I'll see it recapped on Nuzzle, which just aggregates the links that you see on Twitter. Because, yeah, RSS seems like so much of a chore for me. And it doesn't really surface the stuff that is maybe on something I'm not reading, but gains traction elsewhere.
1: Well, the thing that RSS does have in common with Twitter is you've got to set it up in a way that works for you.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. That That's where I think uh, you're somebody who is familiar with that and you're willing to kind of pick sources to ha- and, and kind of curate stuff that you like in order to get what you want out of it and i think that's a concept that not a lot of people are used to because you have to think that a lot of people still like they like like i think yahoo and msn still get like a, a an insane amount of visitors because people like kind of having things picked to show them does that make sense it does like people aren't most people aren't thinking of how to curate the best like mixture of content for what interests them like that's eventually they might find websites and things that they like and they'll bookmark them over time but they 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 just most people don't think that way and a lot of times if there's something new like if if you hear about something that's happening on twitter or there's some type of event or something cultural you, you most people even like us wouldn't know who or where to like follow or find it I think that's what moments is trying, but kind of failing to, uh, to fix for people.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. But I think, I, I, yeah, I think both sides are right. But again, but I kind of, I kind of agree like you that, which is, it's mostly fine. I do wish there were some more
1: controls to it, but I think it's mostly fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so so next, I've actually got a little bit of so we're 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 not like exactly like upgrade. We don't necessarily start with the follow up. Sometimes the follow up just kind of happens organically throughout the show. Does like, the show get follow like up now? Um, well, you know, occasionally. Um, but it, mostly follow up, which is kind of like self generated. Um, <laughs> like like this. Um, so we talked a lot about Apple's earnings on last week's show, and I think in general, we hit on that in the ways that I wanted to, but. Um Just wanted to point out that um on the most recent ver- uh, episode of Upgrade, and then also, I think it was two episodes ago on Clockwise, um both of those podcasts, I think, nailed so many of the thoughts I had around Apple's earnings. And I, there's no need to really regurgitate them here. But the, the one thing that they shared in common with us, they just did a better job of, I think, elaborating on is that, you know, yes, iPhone sales have seemingly peaked or kind of reached close to their peak. Yes, that's somewhat of a concern, but it's not an immediate concern. And it doesn't necessarily mean the sky is falling today, but it is is something that Apple should pay attention to. And I I think they are paying attention to.
0: I mean, uh, yes, but I I think I said this last week too. It just means that Apple is less of a growth story. Which is not a bad thing. I mean, they have a wildly successful business in a maturing market where a lot of people have what they, what, what, what they sell, and they'll probably buy the next one, and that leads to a very profitable business, but not necessarily one that has this hockey stick-like growth that uh, it has for the past uh, five to ten years. And uh, like, like Jason said, like, the smartphone was really unique in the sense that like it's it was an entirely new category that almost everybody can benefit from. The iPad is obviously not that. The watch is probably not that. It's a nice accessory you can sell to somebody as an add-on and that's will generate more revenue, but there probably won't be another iPhone for a very very long time. But the only thing that does give me a pause or or a reason for concern is that as the market for smartphones matures, that means that maintaining as high profit margins as they have will probably be more challenging than it has been. Because that's what happens in mature product markets, because, and especially since most of the innovation and rapid development has already happened, that's when pricing pressure comes down and they're going to have to start making lower cost products if they want to have any room for like the remaining markets where there is growth, like India. Uh, there's just set that has to change and maintaining 35 to 40 percent profit margins is going to be a lot more challenging.
1: Agreed. But I think, you know, one of the other points that both Upgrade and Clockwise hit on, which I think is smart, is that, you know, the the people who have been most bearish about this news, the thing that they've wanted to compare this to is the iPod. And it's not like that because something very clearly came along and replaced the iPod and that's why sales plummeted the way they did and you know luckily for Apple they're the ones who came up with the thing that replaced the iPod. Um and there's not going to be that with the iPhone. E- eventually yes, but not today, not a year from now, not 5 years from now. So something will come along and kind of replace the smartphone category and if Apple's fortunate enough they'll be the ones to do that, but that that's not happening anytime soon. And that's that's where I think that's what i think people need to kind of keep in mind when they you know want to run for the hills away from apple i think again you have to uh, not you but, but most people just need to ignore
0: most of the media reporting that relates to it. like just cuz uh, most most financial reporting is is nonsense but also like just the stuff like apple and google's market cap that's been happening this week which is totally irrelevant and doesn't matter to anybody cuz they're in entirely different businesses like that stuff just isn't useful or or all that interesting. Again, App, Apple has an insane amount of money where they can take margin pressure for a long time and they, and they can spend their way, or well, not necessarily, but they, they have the capital to try to out-innovate everybody else and to try to secure that they're the ones who, when there is a product that leapfrogs, traditional smartphones or the iPhone, that they're the ones that do it. That doesn't guarantee that they will, but... I just, I I think everything's fine. I do think the pessimism is warranted around the iPad and Apple Watch. That's one thing I think is completely valid in most uh, of what we've been hearing. But yeah, I mean, it's that's just the way things go, right? Can't be the best quarter ever for for ten years straight. Well said.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. What do you got next? So this is one that you put in the Slack that I think that you're going to have some some strong feelings on. And this is about your uh, your friends at Mophie. What's, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's lame. Okay. So yeah, I've been a fan of Mophie for quite a while, particularly with the iPhone 6 generation because the battery life has just been so gosh darn poor on it. Um And yeah, they got bought by Zag. And that's that's a bummer because I, I don't really care for their products or their design aesthetic or any of that kind of stuff so hopefully it's like kind of just a hands-off thing and they just kind of synergize on components and distribution but yeah
1: that's a bummer i mean you know hopefully what they'll do is just you know eliminate a bunch of different mophie models and just give people far fewer choice because i mean clearly that was their problem before i don't think there was a You, you understand that when when companies get bought it doesn't necessarily mean that they were
0: like dying right
1: i i do and i'm I'm i you're just just trolling right now i'm i'm trolling back an episode or two ago where we talked about no i i understand that yeah okay just 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 just, just clarify
0: no no i totally get it you're you're just eh. (laughs) um yeah anyway it's it's not a big deal it's just it's it's a bummer because yeah just zag's design aesthetic and and the stuff they make is just kind of
1: and you've been a long time mophie user
0: I have it was it wasn't necessary for the five or the five S, but yeah, with my iPhone, I, particularly the three GS, that's the one where I, I ugh. do you remember there was like a for half of that product's life cycle, the battery life was just
1: abhorrent. I you know I my my memory of the three GS is so colored because it was the it was the first iPhone that I like bought bought for real. Like I had the original iPhone, but it, it was your old original iPhone, and I I had that when the 3g came out so i was like already a a full like generation behind i mean it was still cool to have an iphone but like it was on edge and you know so i was just so happy to be on the 3gs so my my memories of that were were very positive
0: yeah anyway but yeah it'll be fine
1: i'm sure (laughs) because
0: because you know the iphone 7 they're they're gonna abandon this whole thinness thing and they're just gonna increase the battery size
1: yeah, there was so there was a headline that I also put in the Slack about the iPhone Seven losing the its camera bump, and I I thought, ooh, really? Are we going to go back to a slightly thicker phone with better better battery? But of course, no. We're just going to go to a thinner uh, camera sensor. I.
0: Uh, <laughs> moving on. I'm sorry. Yeah. We, we've covered this many times before, and it's just going to make, make yeah. me angry. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to sound like the crotchety old man.
1: Well, I mean, you, you typically do.
0: No, I said I don't want to. I know, but it's I'm, different.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm saying, oh, 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 okay, I see. I see. You fight uh, against the things that you are. Ooh, uh, wow. Isn't that the whole struggle did you, with, did with you, mankind?
0: No, did you make that up? Yeah. Oh, that's good. No, that's the entire struggle of, of mankind, and then you die. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not to be super grim about it. No,
1: no, not at all.
0: You spend your entire life just hoping you aren't who you actually are, and then eventually you run out of time to try to fix it. Jesus,
1: man, refute it. No, I'm. I'm <laughs> I just kind of want to end the show and just curl up in a ball somewhere. <laughs> you can you can drop a marker and then delete that. <laughs> no, that's that's staying in. That's that might be that might be the most profound thing we've said on sixty five and a half episodes of this show. Wait, did we pass episode sixty four? Yeah, last, jeez, yeah, last
0: last week's episode was was sixty five. Damn, I want to remark on uh, uh, on uh, our episode of, of sixty four.
1: Why? That's yeah, just two race to the third. <laughs> You're a big big Nintendo sixty four fan too. I know you are.
0: I I never had that console because I one we we weren't. It was just too much money. But, uh, and I didn't really care about games that much, and I was still happy to be playing Duck Hunt on my um, original NES. But I never got into it, because it had the weird, con- like, it had, like, the Z button, or something, like, on the bottom of it.
1: That oh, it was a great, great controller. I mean, ter- terrible controller, but a great controller.
0: <laughs> it, it, that whole console made no sense to me, and I was, I was happy to just play it a couple times a year at a friend's house, but, no, no. I'm an original NES guy. Mm-hmm. I played uh, Super Mario uh, Brothers so many times all the way through.
1: Yeah that that was that game held up. Yeah that that was definitely like the after dinner game that my dad and I would would play together quite a bit. Aww. Yeah. I, that never had two player mode, did it? Yeah. No. No, it did. What was the the goal? Um, Does, who could? I think it was just you got you had a certain number of lives, and then when you ran out of lives, it was the other player's turn. Or maybe maybe you alternated each time someone died. I yes, don't, I don't yes.
0: Remember. Okay, now I remember. Yeah. So I'm like, there, there's no way that system could handle split-screen stuff.
1: No, and, and I don't think there was any light. Like, it wasn't best score, like who could pass the most levels or anything. It literally was just, you know, passing the controller back and forth.
0: Yeah. This is going to be a super weird aside. Do you remember back when things ha- used to have, have to plug things into the, uh, the coaxial thing, and they had to be on channel 3 or 4? Yes.
1: How far we've come. I, you know, I somewhat of a non sequitur, but kind of related. I, I was just thinking of, um, I uh, saw so on on the most recent episode of Clockwise, the one that just came out today. Um, they were talking some of the, some of the hosts were talking about how they still like manage podcasts on iTunes, and they 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 like will plug in their either iPod or iPhone and like download podcasts.
0: I think you're talking about the one that came out last week.
1: No, I talk about the one that came out today. The one with Casey? Yes.
0: No, because well, I remember... Oh, no, 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 no you're right. Yes, I'm last sorry. week. Yes, you're right. I'm sorry, it was last Because week. I remember like one of them was talking about, like, oh, like, her husband inherited, like, an iPod Nano, and they plug. I'm like, who plugs it? Like, because I was a, was a holdout, and I continued to, like, sync and backup and, like, sync apps from my, like, traditional Mac computer onto my iPhone, like, up until, like, last year. But the fact that you would synchronize podcasts it's, it, it is insane, or it's it's just so.
1: Yeah, that that's that's nuts. Yeah, but and it just it wasn't that long ago, but it seems it seems completely crazy. I mean, I, I haven't plugged. I think I've I've said this on the show before. I haven't plugged my iPhone into a computer. I mean, I can't I can't tell you the last time. It's got it's got to be five years,
0: ever since uh, iOS six probably. I think yeah, I think you're overestimating it. Because uh, iOS six was the one where it it like they had the whole like it's PC free or it's post PC or something, right?
1: Okay, yeah, maybe So maybe 2012. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, because back in the day there were things called pod catchers, like you had to run a, a separate application on, on on your Windows PC, um, to to download RSS feeds that just had audio. Remember that's how I used to get Buzz Out Loud until iTunes. Um, oh man, built that stuff in. This is, again, this
1: is a nostalgic episode and also one where you think about your own mortality. Jeez. Oh, um, I actually, you know, I do think about, um, I miss a quick little daily podcast like that, that 20 to 30 minute little daily recap. There isn't really anything like that. There isn't, but I'm not sure I need it. Like that's, that's what, uh, that's what tech memes for. No, well, I mean, even back then, though, like in the Buzz Out Loud days of Dig and all, like Slashdot and all that stuff, like we had things like that. But I just, it was nice to, at the end of the day, to have that in audio form. Yeah, but you had to listen to Molly. Uh.
0: well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't know about her because um, have you ever listened to NPR's Marketplace? No, it's pretty good, and and she works on that now. And oh, she's really? Go- and she's good on it. She she's a she works for NPR. Uh, she works for, APM. Uh, uh, cause NPR is like kind of like this American life where it's syndic, it's created by somebody else and it gets oh, syndicated.
1: Yeah. Okay. Right.
0: But yeah, no, like her stuff's good on it. I was like, I don't know like why, like she was so trolly back on like, uh, buzz out loud. Like she always had like the, like had it out for Apple and a couple other things. And I never understood that, but anyway, but no, I, I can, I can, uh, agree that there's no quick, uh, punchy, uh, kind of just here's the take on what's going on.
1: Well, then it's that's, you know, we've talked about this before too. That's why we like clockwise so much, but that's just, you know, once a week.
0: Yeah. This whole trend towards like two hour podcasts is particularly in the tech space. It's unless the
1: guest is amazing. It's, I know. I, I have such a podcast deficit right now. It's, it's kind of ridiculous.
0: You got to, you got to pick, uh, pick and choose.
1: Well, I do. I mean, I really don't i really don't listen to that many podcasts it's just it feels like the episodes that have come out recently from the ones that i do listen to are all like five hours long yeah the the talk show with uh merlin was good i'm yeah i know i'm i'm like 20 minutes into that and i you know i want to keep listening to it but just remember that you can skip the last 40 minutes Hmm. okay
0: there's no spoilers in it but yeah it's just that part's kind of yeah all right back to our own show yes um, man, I need a bigger monitor. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. No, I I have all my windows stacked on the right side in front of the microphone, even though the whole left side is totally unused. Um,
1: the little, little spot on my cinema display is not showing up tonight. Hmm. I see self healing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I'll, I'll throw one out for you, um, for your benefit. So, do you believe the whole? Uh, so, on their conference call, I think EA maybe suggested how many consoles were sold. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, Sony, because they're winning, or uh, su- they suggest that they're winning, uh, released the number of consoles that they've sold it with, and they're up to like what, 33 million or something?
1: Uh, well, so what, no, so what EA did was they... They said the total number. They said the total number, and Sony's been fairly transparent about um the number of PS4s they've sold.
0: Exactly. So they've sold like 33 million PS4s, right?
1: 35.9, to be So exact. yeah, so
0: using EA's numbers, since I assume the Wii U is not considered a next-gen console, you can pretty safely try to deduce how many Xbox Ones have been sold.
1: Right. So EA cited on the call 55 million next-generation consoles sold. So you can back into the number of Xbox Ones, which leaves you about 19 million, which, you hold, know, hold I think on, let, me, let me get my sheet out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, feel free to audit that checks out. OK, I mean, you know, on on one hand, like, oops, <laughs> not not a great move by EA. But then on on the other hand, this has been known for a while, I think maybe the gap is a bit larger than some people would have guessed, but I, it's it's in the ballpark. I mean, this this is directionally, I think what what people thought was the case. Um, and it's you know it, it, it's crazy. It, it's crazy how how the last few generations of consoles have gone, where the original Xbox was kind of a, a, a total disaster, and the PS2 just ran away with that generation. But then the, the very next generation, the three sixty was this huge hit and the PS3 was kind of a disaster. The whole cell processor and like six, seven hundred dollars starting price. I mean, it was just, everything about it was just a huge mess. But it had Blu-ray.
0: <laughs> it was too forward thinking. Hold hold on. No, no, no. I I am an Xbox guy, even though I don't like yeah, video Blu- games Blu-ray, or, or...
1: Blu ray is yeah, Blu ray is real forward thinking. No, it was. Yeah, it's a technology that's like barely used anymore super super forward thinking
0: no it's totally used hmm. hold on you're oh I'm, I'm gonna get you on this you you elitist hold on no 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 stop people people stream video because you're you're living up there high and mighty in, in, in your in your bay area <laughs> oh, residence stop it. no no because most you don't uh, most people don't well uh, not most but a significant number of people still don't have access to a type of internet connection that can support a, a twenty to thirty gig game download.
1: That's that's fair. That, that that's a that's a fair point. But then you know, are are those same types of folks? Are they really? Are they going out of their way to get Blu-ray instead of just a DVD? No, no. I mean, in terms of the fact that Blu-ray discs are the format games are provided on. Mm, okay. Because unless yeah, you're gonna be switching
0: right. out discs, that's
1: that's not gonna happen. Okay. Right. So, okay, in the context of games, yes. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Fair. Okay, that's d D V Because fair.
0: DVDs, even like dual-layer DVDs, are limited to like 7 gigs. So, no, they were forward-thinking in the sense that you can have more media assets on a single disc and not have to do... Like, didn't Xbox 360 have a thing where, like,
1: you had to install it to the hard drive if the game was too big or something? Or am I misremembering that? Um, no. So, so the Xbox 360, they had like optional game installs and it, but this generation, both the PS4 and the Xbox one, your installs are mandatory. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So wait, uh, okay. This goes back to my point that games uh, that there's too much
0: waiting in next gen video games. Does that mean you have to wait for like the entire 25 gigs to
1: extract before you can play anything? No, usually it's like once it gets to about 25%, you can start applying. How many minutes realistically is that? varies from game to game anywhere from 30 seconds to you know 10 minutes or so um anyway back, back back to the original story um it's just it's amazing how quickly this generation has just gone completely the opposite of the last um and that's it's um i mean i guess in some ways it's that yes that's technology you're on top one day you're on the bottom the next um, But. Um Still, but super interesting. And what just what a what a what a colossal miss the Xbox One has been. I mean, they, Microsoft all had all the momentum in the world coming off of the 360, and all they had to do was make a better version of that. And they, well, so what went wrong? Do you think it was the focus on Connect? I mean, because there were yeah, there, I mean there were a handful of things. There was the focus on Connect. There was the wildly misplaced DRM strategy that they came out of the gate with. I mean. Do you think that, no, I, I think, well, I, does that actually affect anything for anybody? There, other there are than nerds? people, there are, no, no, there are everyday people who still think that you have to have a persistent internet connection with the six or the Xbox One, sorry, and or you can't play your games. Like that, that, that story got out there early and it, it stuck in a really bad way for Microsoft. You think people are going to do a Best Buy and then their kids are like, oh
0: no, that one needs internet all the time.
1: Well, no, I think it's I think it's parents hear about this, and then they they think, well, I don't I don't want to have you know, Christmas morning come around and then the internet's down and my son or daughter can't use their new present, you know.
0: Well, it's because uh, EA's servers will be down. Yeah, <laughs> maybe annual holiday tradition. Um, okay, so so well, and real quick, is the PlayStation Four still cheaper? Like a uh, just apples to apples like for like the entry level like you get the console and one controller and maybe a free uh demo game. How what's the price difference?
1: I think I think they're both the same price now. Are they down to two ninety nine yet? No, I think they're both three forty nine. Okay, it's actually gosh, it's been a while since I've looked at this. Let's see here.
0: Because two ninety nine is kind of where things settle after like a year and a half, and it takes like four to five years for it to
1: get down to two hundred. Yeah. So, well, actually, no, here you go. Yeah, the Xbox One 500-gigabyte console, $300 um, on Amazon. And then the PS4, three, So it looks like the, three, the, the Xbox One's actually cheaper now.
0: But is that list price, or is that just, um, does it look like there's some special Amazon promo? Uh,
1: no, it looks like it's, well, I mean, it Because I'm seeing th- 330 over here. It says three forty nine, and then it's. But I mean, Amazon always has some weird list price that they cross off. But I mean, this is from Microsoft, sold by Amazon. So, gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, I can even, I can, I can link you to this here. It's, it's. No, some, no, I was,
0: I was looking at the old one. Apparently, you need to get the special Gears of War edition for it to be cheaper. Right. Yeah. Man, uh, this box is very plain looking.
1: For like the actual console itself. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it, who cares? It goes under your TV and you don't think about it.
0: No, I should take a lesson from uh, the TiVo Bolt. <laughs>
1: <Jeez>. <laughs> uh, well, um, I mean, m- maybe they should have because the, the 360, which was wildly successful when it first came out, it also was only available in white. So may- maybe that was the trick.
0: Well, no, it was available in a special white uh, with a red circle edition oh, for the first two years. Too soon. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I think and here's the thing like I remember waiting forever to uh to because I wanted uh, an Xbox 1 or Xbox 360 for, for Rock I think Band. it was pro- no, Project Gotham uh, or one racing game and then Rock Band. And I thought I'd finally miss the boat on like Red Rings of Death and it still happened to me. Yeah. I
1: I, I honestly don't remember how many I went through. It was I think 3 or 4. Ugh. At least the the process <laughs> the process to get them replaced was pretty easy. Yeah, they 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 use Azure for that. Oh yeah, okay. That, that was that was the uh, that's why they beta tested Azure.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. So anyway, EA, EA spilled the beans. That's fine. Yeah, they did. They didn't really though. Yeah. Um. Actually, here's here's a here's a quickie. Uh, you play basketball every once in a while, right? I do. So have you ever like I don't know if you ever played basketball as part of like an otherwise like a greater workout but do you do you notice that basketball gets way, way, way overcounted towards like your move goal compared to running or something that I think is maybe more strenuous?
1: So I've tried wearing my Apple watch playing basketball before, and I've within the first five minutes, the two times I've tried it, have found it incredibly distracting and have taken it off, so I, I don't know what's 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 distracting about it It's just something weird about wearing a watch when you're playing basketball when you're dribbling a basketball it's just weird to have a watch on your wrist hmm i don't i don't i don't want anything on my wrists when i'm playing basketball okay interesting
0: but yeah i found it like just i will go and run uh, like five miles at the gym and i'll get maybe uh like 250 or 300 move calories or whatever or active calories and then I go just shoot hoops or or do something for like twenty minutes, and then I'm up to like
1: eight hundred calories. So are you playing? I mean, are you playing a game or are you just shooting the shooting the basketball?
0: No, just shooting the basketball. Hmm. Yeah, just running around a little bit. But like in terms of like actual like physical exertion, it's way lower. But it's almost like twenty minutes of that is all is is more than equivalent to like an hour of running. Hmm. Seems weird. Yeah. All right. Um. Did you read uh have you used an Android phone recently? No. Okay, well did you read this uh the case against control center thing? No, I didn't. I saw that you
1: you put that in the in the in the notes though.
0: Yeah, so it's a Gruber link to this and uh it's uh an article that was written by Stephen Hackett who's the the co-founder of Relay FM. And he's a, he's an iPhone guy and a big Apple guy, but he also does have a couple of Android devices. And he was saying that uh control center is just a really of poorly designed uh ui concept and that it's not terribly useful and that he prefers the way android does it and i'm inclined to agree so yeah like on the iphone you have notification center which is the pull down from the top and that gives you those weird widget things and then notifications and then if you swipe up from the bottom 60 percent of the time control center will come up <laughs> yeah. don't, oh, don't get me started on that but uh um, every, Anytime I want to try to airplay something, it never works. Like it pretends like my fingers are broken. But uh, he was saying that, that that's just not that useful and that Android does it a bit better. And Android, I, I think, really does. So the way Google does it is that when you pull down from the top, you get your notifications and you get like kind of a little quick, like you get like four little settings buttons. And then if you swipe down one more time, it brings down kind of its version of Control Center. And I think that makes way more sense. And it's also more functional because it's uh, customizable where you can kind of like, you can put like a toggle for a mobile hotspot or something up there. So I don't know. I, I, I really, really agree with this. And I really wish that control center was either one place in a better spot or that it was customizable.
1: Yeah. I, I completely agree with that second point, especially where for me, both control center and notification center, they're just, they're just not very useful. I, there just isn't a t- there like in the case of Notification Center, there's just not a lot of useful data there. And then with Notification Center, it, yeah, I mean the couple of things it does, like being able to quickly turn off and on Do Not Disturb mode, is nice. Um, but I mean, out outside of that, I just don't. And I guess AirPlay occasionally, but like I, I just don't, I don't use it a ton. And yeah, I think a lot of that it does have to do with the fact that. It's fairly limited in what it can do, and you you can't really customize it in any way.
0: Yeah, like uh, with Control Center specifically, the only thing that really should be there is the flashlight. That's true. Oh, I guess I forgot about the flashlight. That's also pretty. But I mean, useful. like, if, if one password and something else like actually useful, like if there's an option to customize it, I'd be way happier with that. That that's, that's got to be coming. You think, right? I have no idea because Apple's so weird in in, in uh, what they will get, uh, what they'll give you granular control over and what they think. Nope, this is the one size fits all that we're super happy with and we're leaving it that way. And the notification, uh, and just quick uh, uh, commendation or (laughs) recognition of of your your smart idea. Uh, You had recommended to turn off kind of the like your meetings summary and the traffic home thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I did that, like it a lot
1: better. Gives me a little extra space for uh, my launcher shortcuts. Yeah, absolutely, and I, you know, I to to just pass the credit right back to you. Um, launcher is great. I've had it for a long time, but never used it a ton. You just have to remember it's there. Yeah, that's that's like
0: eighty percent of the battle,
1: right? Well, I, I've been, you know, per our lengthy conversation a couple of weeks ago, I've I've been rethinking my home screen a little bit. You you made me very self conscious about my iPhone. The home screen is very important. It is. It's, um, it's like your it's like your home. and how you set a table. mm Hmm. And you know, fo- I've been following a somewhat similar method as you, although ugh, some of the things that you do, just ugh. um, but but that, sorry, that are, are, we gonna, are we gonna go? Are we gonna go there right now? No, no. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but um, you know, some of the some of the apps that I previously had on my home screen, I, I no longer do, but they're in that they're in launcher now, and that works great. And especially one password, one password being in the launcher is that's that's key.
0: I still see that you have not taken the uh, camera upper right corner advice. It's okay.
1: Upper right. So explain to me again, why Why would I go upper right corner with that? Because it
0: reminds you where the
1: lens is. But the problem... So problem that your finger on, is never... But the problem on my iPhone 6 is I can't really comfortably reach the top right corner. You hold your phone in your right hand, right? Yes. But it's it's kind of a stretch to reach that corner. Hmm. I mean, I can't, I can't can do it, but it, it's it's not very comfortable. Hmm.
0: Maybe it's just because I've kept it in the same place for like six years that my hands are deformed in that way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe you've stretched them out. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, you're making progress, and yeah, I, I don't. I'm super interested or or uh, cautiously optimistic as to what uh, iOS 10 is going to be like, because it just uh, not just from a marketing perspective, like, but like it seems like if they're going to try to do something different. Or make like broader changes. This is the version number to do it.
1: Yeah, totally. Totally. I've I've had that same thought. So I'm 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 I'm
0: hopeful that they fix a lot of this crap. Just because if they're going to keep, um, like if they're never going to break the iPad out into its own like operating system, and they're going to keep it as just one, uh, big iOS mess or or pool whatever. I,
1: I think they I think they will
0: break it off or keep it together.
1: I think they'll break it off. No, they won't. Hmm.
0: They won't because no because uh, like the sales of the iPad are just just keep going down. Well, that, that's
1: yeah, so that's, that's a fair point.
0: You're gonna nobody's gonna bother with iPad apps. Like uh, iPad apps exist the, uh, in a much greater number than they otherwise would because it's minimal work, right. to get it to to work on an iPad. That, yeah, yeah, that, that's a good point. But yeah, I hope they. I'm sure there's a way they can balance kind of like more a more customization or like smarter because they have to rethink the home screen and how you
1: organize apps eventually right yeah i I, yeah i don't i don't know if we'll see something that dramatic though
0: i'm not saying like they have to do like a whole like windows 10 metro like rethink the whole damn thing but there's got to be a better way to because there's just you swipe left to right and you get that weird spotlight suggestion screen you pull down you get notification center you swipe up you get control center The groups are weird. Like the springboard hasn't changed much since iOS two. Like they they gotta, they gotta switch something
1: up. So, so I think my issue with iOS in general is that they introduce a bunch of new things over time, and then those things just don't really get a lot better. Like, I what's an example? I think Siri is an, an example. Like they've added things here and there to it. They've slightly enhanced the way or some of the things that it can do. But it, in general kind of just works the same as it always has they haven't really done a ton interesting with it um the two things that we were just talking about notification center especially notification center um and the uh, control center they haven't really done anything with those since they first came out like it just feels like they just they come out with this stuff and then it it it's cleaned up around the edges some, but it just doesn't. There's really not much dramatic improvement. With the they just kind of keep tacking on these like half baked features that then then just kind of stay flat.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty true. Um,
1: I mean, it's tricky and, I, and I really wish you had an Android phone. The, the the most recent Nexus phones are fairly inexpensive off contract. So I've, I've thought about it, but it's I don't know. That seems like a frivolous purchase. You bought a Nexus Seven. Yeah, but then I sold it.
0: (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's just because they're doing a lot of stuff right. Like, again, there's so much about Android that I don't like. But in particular, well, actually, uh, you can experiment with this with just the the standard Google application. But just all the Google voice search stuff, it's just insane how much better it is. Like, it's crazy. Um, And just a lot of the UI ideas that they're doing are are. it, it much much better but there's also some just basic level complexity and things that they they get wrong but the good parts of it aren't really uh, held back by the complexity so I don't know I ho- hopefully uh, Apple chooses to borrow or get inspired by some of those features I don't know because mm-hmm. Apple's gotten more shameless uh, about that kind of stuff so
1: moving on um yeah, what else what else do we got this week?
0: So Donald Trump? No. 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 Not going there. Actually on on that note, slightly related. <laughs> um have you been watching Colbert? No, I I haven't been and I feel bad about that. Like he has uh, again I just just coming back to I th- I'm sure I've talked about this in the past, but he is stuck more than any other like new because there's no daily show anymore, that is now my daily watch. And I, I watch eighty to ninety percent of those episodes,
1: and it's consistently good. Is he has he kind of created a new persona, or is he kind of hanging on? Yeah, no, to... no, it's
0: it's not it's not Colbert or, or or it's not like uh, like Stephen Colbert, the fake neo conservative. Like it's it's really good. He it's because I was super like when he oh, I found out that he was taking over the Late Show. Not that I was a big um, David Letterman fan, but I was I, I'm like just expanding the Colbert Report into something twice as long on network TV doesn't seem very exciting, Um, but it's it's totally different. He's himself and he's super entertaining and lively and has fun with anybody who, regardless of who the guest is. So it it's just a very consistently good show. Yeah, and I'm whenever there's nothing on. If I haven't already watched it in the morning, that's my default, like watch at night. Hmm. And then and there's plenty of Trump material on it, but uh that that's where that came from. But no, it's it's very good. And if you haven't been watching it, I would strongly recommend it.
1: Yeah, I I really should. I really should. Shame on me. <sighs> Shame on you. Let's see. What else do we oh, I I actually okay, I know I know what I want to do next. So you had another um <laughs> pretty amusing link about the uh, MacBook One. Mm-hmm. The uh the actual reality of the MacBook 1 is what you titled this. Mhm. And this is this is a picture of the I guess this is the charging, this is the the USB-C charging cable it comes with. It's just
0: the charging cable and then that uh damned little uh $80 fucking US USB-C to another USB-C HDMI and then a place to charge it and it looks way worse than just having a computer that has actual ports on it and you just carry a charger with it right and it just this is the stuff where i really want to know the pe- like i wish i could be one of the carefree people that could just use this and just use it completely wirelessly and just charge it and that's it but i just who uses it that way yeah i i really i really don't know because this completely obviates any of the lightweight nature of it because if this is something you have to carry around carry around with you and and, in your bag that's just so weird like this is kind of the this is like the cable form of me having to use a damn mophie juice pack with my phone just because they insist on making something unnecessarily thin when they could just easily put in a battery that's adequate or even their their first party weird ugly battery case
1: I'm seeing more of those uh crop up. It's it's very disappointing. The MacBook One like just continues to be such a confounding device. It's not one of the you know like the MacBook Air when it first came out. I think was was scrutinized a lot with some of the compromises it made, particularly around like no optical drive, fewer ports, etc. But like that is something that gradually became the norm, and actually became the norm like pretty quickly. Whereas, like I, I, I don't look at the MacBook One almost a year later now and think like, yes, that's the direction all computers are going. I really don't. I just it, it, like a decade from now, maybe like we'll be in this like wireless future. But, but again, the problem is like,
0: it, what, what is to be gained other than making just a statement? Like, why couldn't you have just thrown a couple extra ports on there? I, and I'm not even saying they have to. Like, you could require adapters. Like, you could have just put two or three USB C ports so that you don't have to go through this just to charge and plug something in like it doesn't like you can still say nope we're abandoning traditional usb that's old school nobody needs ethernet you don't need all this kind of crap but yeah the single port design like even if you disregard the fact that it's it's slow as molasses and it it maxes out at eight
1: gigs of ram and all that kind of stuff just yeah i don't know i mean yeah either either that computer needed to be created in a world where no ports were needed or it just shouldn't exist at all because you just have you have the MacBook Pro. Like going from many ports to one port is not very beneficial. It's going from many ports to no ports. That is the future.
0: I just I I don't know many people that thought Again, I sound like an old like I sound like an old person just saying like, "Well, everything was fine," and like if it were up to me, there'd be no progress. But again, I don't know of anybody who thought, you know, what the MacBook Air is just too thick or it's too heavy. Right. I mean, it's it's it was an incredibly light computer that that was fine. If you just slapped a Retina screen on it and put in current generation Intel um, Core processors, like it w- it would have been fine. And you still you probably could have made it a little bit thinner and and done things with it, but it just I don't know.
1: <laughs> Wanna get it gets back to our discussion from a week or two ago about people's clamoring to switch to the iPad instead of using the MacBook Pro. Like, the MacBook Pro is fine. It's thin, it's light, it's powerful, it's got a great keyboard, great trackpad, great screen. Like I i don't know. I I just I don't know what the and I, I'm I'm all for progress. Like, believe me, I've I frivolously buy technology I don't need all the time because, uh, because it's the new thing. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm content with my MacBook Pro. It's a good machine. The what, 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 would what we call it when we first bought it? The it's something funny Marco had said. Like it's, it's the peanut butter and jelly of laptops or something. No,
0: I think I don't know if it was something Jason said, but it, it's just like it's, it's the bo- no, Oh no, this. I think this was me. I, I was meant to refer to this. No, no, I referred to it as the Toyota Camry of laptops. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's what you're referring to, but maybe that it's, it's, it's boring it, uh, and it's, it's unremarkable, but it gets, it gets the job done.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's, yeah, that's a pretty pretty fair summary and it's not a bad thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just just in the same way that uh, Hunter Pence is the Toyota Camry of the Giants. <laughs> yes. He's reliable, not flashy, and uh, it's, it's just thanks, thankless work. You're getting pretty excited about baseball season, aren't you? I'm just so fucking tired of football. Because I I don't care for it, and I will pretend to care in conversation with other people. But I I am just so tired of hearing about fucking football. Mm. At least least the Warriors are doing doing well. So at least that monopolizes the other half of the news. Yes. Hey, Kobe got like 33 points to caused them not to lose the most games of any team in a row ever or something
1: 30, 38 points and yeah so it would have been their lowest uh, i think it had been their lowest winning percentage in the franchise history or something like that
0: No i thought it was that like no other team has lost 11 straight games or something
1: No the the 76ers had tied, had i think they either tied or beat the nba record for most consecutive losses and it was like
0: Or maybe it was it was like in Lakers franchise
1: something. history they'd never lost 11 games it could, that could be yeah that could be yeah
0: all right well let's round this out uh if you want to quickly talk about what bill simmons shouldn't have talked about and then also you'd mention something about podcast ads i don't know what that's about
1: okay yeah i think these will both be relatively quick um yeah so bill simmons on the most recent ver- uh, episode of his podcast had made an offhanded comment about some of the, the air the new platforms they're looking to get out on and he uh, had had mentioned google um and he very nonchalantly uh during the episode um uh, mentioned that the the podcast would be out uh when uh Google like the the Google podcast store was up and what did, what did he say here um i think he had said um oh uh, he said sometime this month so he like put an exact timeline on it which even when i was listening live i went huh i don't remember google announcing like when this was going to come out um I don't know. Not that big of a deal, though. We all knew this was coming. It wasn't like he announced the Google like podcast platform prior to the pl- platform itself being announced. It's just timing. I think everybody kind of figured it was coming out soon anyway. And
0: in vaguely related, have we gotten confirmation on like whether or not... like Is, is Google Podcasts going to be like an iTunes-style directory, or is it going to be kind of like a Stitcher, weird hosted thing where you kind of have to go into their their system
1: i don't know i don't think um yeah i don't i don't know if they've really come out in that amount of detail or if they have i haven't really been paying attention to it okay um and then yeah so then the other thing i had with with related to podcast podcast ads so i was thinking about this this week and i think my feelings about podcast ads outside of the the length of podcast ads which we've already talked about on the show which i think is a problem although what I'm about to say, I think negates a lot of even the length issue. And for me it's it's become just all about repetition. Like whenever there's a new sponsor that I haven't heard of before on a podcast, I'm basically 99% sure or guaranteed to to listen to that complete ad without skipping it all. Because I'm usually pretty interested in hearing like new advertisers. But when I hear another Squarespace ad or a new, another Harry's ad or Casper ad, like something that I've heard over and over and over again, that's where I'm I'm pressing the thirty second skip button in Overcast. So I guess what I'm trying to say is there just there needs to be more variety in in podcast advertising. And it's a it's kind of a bummer there's not. Sorry, say that last bit again. It just it's a bummer there's not. There needs to be more variety in podcast ads. I <sighs> sure, but. I think like po- don't podcasts need
0: to prove them like as an actual like worthwhile advertising vehicle? Because like is it isn't like the like the conventional wisdom that like the entire podcasting ecosystem is supported by Squarespace and um, who's the other one, Audible? Mm-hmm. Like uh, because Squarespace like they have all that venture backed money and they're they're uh, aren't they buying a Super Bowl ad this year or something? Uh huh. Like the money doesn't matter to them. And they're not a, they can't keep that up forever. So uh, it just like, there needs to be more variety, but there also needs to be proven like conversion rates and that, that it's an actual good place to invest your your advertising dollars.
1: Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with any of that. I'm just saying that as a listener, it's it's just, it's not a good experience to hear the same two or three ads over and over again.
0: I agree, and, and I'm very much like you, where I, w- I will listen to something if it's new, but if it's like I'm already a customer of Hover, uh, uh, there's like I'm already a customer of Squarespace. Like there are many companies where I've e- I'm either already your customer or I have made an informed choice that whatever you sell is not for me, and I will just uh, skip, skip, skip. And depending on the podcast, so if it's a talk show, I have to do about like twenty, thirty <laughs> second skips. If it's uh, if it's a relay
1: show, they're pretty tight with that kind of stuff. So it's just uh, like eh, four, kind 20, of, uh, kind of sometimes, most of the time the the reads on upgrade get kind of long.
0: Depends if, if Mike's doing it, it's, it's pretty good. But yeah, it, so podcast ads, I, I I wish there was more variety, but I, I think it. I'm content to get worthwhile content for free. And I, and I will, I will listen to the first 15 seconds regardless to see if it's something I want to hear. But if it's not, I mean, I give everything a listen at least once. That's
1: well, just the kind of person you are. Yeah,
0: but not not on TiVo with this uh, skip feature. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's uh, the best. It's so good.
0: Yeah, that that uh, audio, the quick audio thing, never gets used though.
1: No, yeah, I I don't think uh, I don't think I'd ever have a use case for that either. Yeah. Um. All right, the uh, pick of the week. Oh, you're putting me on the spot, uh, God! Th- th- this is because I don't prepare for the stamp This show. is your this is your thing, man. Yeah, I didn't bring it up this week, though. You didn't. Oh. Uh, you 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 do you do
0: yours, and I will have one. So, did do, do we decide it has to be an app? No, it could be anything in life. Oh, okay,
1: all right, good. I like, it it like, could be I like it could be a place. Variety. It could be a time of day. I like that. Um, so, I'm gonna pick um, Google Shopping Express. Huh? Google? Sh- no, I know what it is, but. So they they will, they they've got a three month free trial which I, which I'm a part of now, um it's really great they they partner with just about every grocery store convenience store chain you can kind of think of, um except for Trader Joe's, um and it it's just it, it's incredibly convenient it's same day delivery, um. If you if you're a paying member, so after the free three month trial, there's there's a I think it's like ten dollars a month or hundred dollars a year or something like that, and then if you spend over a certain amount of money, which is usually fairly fairly small, you get free delivery uh, on each of your purchases, and it's, it's 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 incredibly convenient. And you know during times like this in in the city where traffic's just been a nightmare. Um, and like going places like a target, even though geographically they're close just with traffic. It, it's just, it's, it's a huge hassle. There's parking and like being in a city like this, it's, it's, it's nice to not have to get in a car and drive somewhere. Um, and it, it's, it's a really, really good experience. The app is nice. The website's nice. Um, and the, the handful of times I've used it, the delivery has been right on time. So I don't know if I'll end up actually paying for it. Um, uh, because Amazon, Am- the reality is Amazon has most of what I need. Um, but it, it is a, it is a pretty, pretty nice service.
0: So what do you find yourself using it for? Is it for food items or is it just for household goods or what's, what are you actually purchasing with it?
1: Household goods. Yeah. I the, the food stuff's limited cause they don't do like frozen or like, I don't even think they do like refrigerated items. I think it's all just like, you know, dry food. Um, but, or like not kind of non-perishable food. Mm-hmm. um so I, I just use it for household goods okay well good yeah i always
0: meant to try that but it, it just yeah yeah going, going places isn't that much of a hassle for me in the east bay so cool and the app looks pretty nice too right or are you doing it mainly from a traditional computer
1: yeah no the bo- both are great um the, the app's nice the website's nice yeah the whole the whole package is, is pretty slick okay
0: all right so my pick of the week is the uh I don't know how do you pronounce the brand name, uh, Withings or y Things? Uh, WS50 Smart Body Analyzer.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. This this is your Wi-Fi scale?
0: Yeah, it has the worst name in the world, but yeah, it's it's it it
1: it it's great. It's objectively great. So, hmm. yeah, I it, it's it, it seems like one of those things that's neat, but frivolous is a strong word, but. But I I just no
0: I totally understand. I but I disagree with you. I had an old scale that was like 30 bucks and it did the job fine for like 6 years, but this is it's very good. It's incredibly accurate. Um it it makes logging your weight super easy, which I mean like I know it it makes you sound like the laziest person in the world, but just r- like going into the health app or going somewhere and kind of just logging what your weight was. Is just something like I would I would weigh myself, but I would just never do it. And this one it automatically uploads over Wi-Fi, and it's it's just always there, and I couldn't be uh, more pleased. It also measures uh, your body fat percentage when you're on the scale. It gives you a summary of the next day's weather, which is so dumb, but also super useful. Um. And then it also does uh, like temperature and c o two in the room, which whatever yeah i
1: the, the the air quality thing that they advertise that
0: hopefully that's not what's telling me, hopefully I can tell on my own
1: yeah we
0: we have carbon monoxide sensors and stuff anyway uh but yeah nope i I very much enjoy it, and it's the software side of things is actually pretty good um there's a native resolution app, which I, I guess my expectations are so low of any type of like connected hardware device that like the
1: app just has to stink. But um, pretty good.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's it it seems neat. Uh, I like a lot of the ideas, but um, you so you got it for a hundred dollars, right?
0: Yeah, it seems like it's pretty frequently on sale. Um yeah, it's one thirty now, which just uh keep keep looking out but um yeah like the the Wythings or withings health mate app is is pretty good um setup was pretty easy except for the fact that it asked for my weight which i thought was uh, silly for a <laughs> product that so main purpose is to measure your weight
1: well, you, you can you can say sole purpose that's okay
0: but no no because it, it's telling me the weather and it's telling me uh, the co2 levels in my bathroom
1: <laughs> that's it's important
0: but i mean uh Really, for me, it's it's just the fact that it's it's spitting accurate information into the um, into the health app on iOS. So I'm getting consistent readings. So even though normally I was weighing myself like every day, I, due to laziness, was inputting that into my phone like once every two weeks, mm-hmm. which is not all that
1: useful, all right? So yeah, pick of the week. Oh, okay, yeah, it's something something I'm something I'll think about, but I don't know.
0: You can get uh, one of your uh, autonomous Google cars to deliver that to your house.
1: I yeah, I could. Or I get a drone just to fly it right to my window here. Real quick, do you th- is that actually going to be a thing? Do you think ever? I think so.
0: But how? Like how? Like like what's going to happen when you just look up in the sky? <laughs> just, no, just, i i I'm being just, dead serious. Drones. Yeah, I think it'll happen. Hmm.
1: Never, never say never.
0: That just seems weird, though, because they can't fly that high. So then do you just never get to see the sky anymore?
1: <laughs> just just a black blackout of drones? Seriously? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's, let's get Stephen Hawking on this.